Alrighty, let's do this. Welcome back to Let's Vibe Podcast, you guys. It has been two years. I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> the last episode I did got posted of June of 2021 and life just got super hectic and I was at a point in my life where I was doing a lot of things and had a lot of things on my plate and I just decided to take the podcast off. It just wasn't feeling in alignment. It wasn't feeling how I wanted it to feel. And so I took it off and I never posted again. And I thought I was never going to do the podcast again. And something in me this year just told me that it was time to bring this back. So here we are. Welcome to the next era, the next chapter of Let's Buy podcast in today's episode, we're going to be doing a lot of life updates. A lot of things have happened in my life, especially since June of 2021. But especially in the past two months, my entire life has changed. <laughs> and so we're going to be going all in. Some of you guys submitted some questions. We're going to do some life updates. I'm going to talk about some of my intentions for this podcast. And we're in a new space, a new spot. We have this little setup going. This will be kind of working itself out as I continue to film and whatnot. I feel like when I did my first round of podcasting, I wanted everything to be perfect, everything to look perfect. I wanted to speak perfectly. And now we're just embracing things looking like this. And we're embracing that I will have mess ups and that I'm just going to keep some of these mess ups in and just embrace it because I'm not perfect and I am not a perfect human being. And I would rather just post it, edit it as much as I need to if there's certain things that I messed up. But I'm embracing that and I think that's what's to come for this next chapter of this podcast. I am going to get back to maybe some of the segments that I did beforehand, you know, doing vibe check, uh, doing affirmation for the week, you know, things like that will slowly come over time. But I guess what I really want to get out of this second chapter of Let's Vibe podcast, let's just say Let's Vibe 2.0 is really positioning myself in this festival community space and also just in a more personal development space as well, which we'll get into some updates with all of that of what I'm doing. But I really am finding what makes me unique in this space and in this platform that I've created is that yes, I do go to raves and festivals, but also, or and also, I have my life together. I have built such an incredible life and I took it for granted this past year and I wasn't grateful for it. I was in a very dark and low place that no one knew about, which we'll get into today. And I feel like I lost that, that feeling of like, wow, I am living what my 22-year-old self wished for, working for myself, figuring it out doing the best I can, going to amazing festivals, going to all of these incredible places, and also just loving myself. I used to wish for that. And in this past year, I was in such a rough and low place that I lost that. And in the past two months, I've like woken up. <laughs> it feels like I had plans to bring back this podcast at the beginning of the year, and I just didn't know when it felt right. And now feels like the best time and I really want to use my platform to show my community which are full of amazing ravers and festival goers that you can go to these events and you can also have an amazing and incredible and fulfilling life and I know all of the tools that I can provide you to make that happen. So in this next phase we are still going to have some festival conversations. I want to do my reviews again and I also want to bring in some of the personal development, healing aspects and things like that. Uh, we're going to do a full debrief on my Electric Forest this year, which was honestly one of the most incredible festival experiences of my life. And I want to talk about, of course, the raves and the festivals and the music and all of those things. But I also want to talk about like being a human and what comes with this human experience. And I feel like I'm the person to do that because I have worked really hard 
um, in being able to go to all of these festivals and events and be able to provide you guys with such amazing tips for you to have the most memorable and amazing festival experiences. And this next chapter of my life has really been, okay, how can I go to these events and also go home and be excited about the life that I'm creating? And that's really what I've done. And I just want to help and teach you guys the same because life really can be so amazing and so beautiful and so incredible. It can be challenging and it can be really hard and it can get really rough and really dark. But I also want to emphasize that, you know, it really is a beautiful life and that you are enough and you are worthy and all of those things. And I I want to encapsulate how I am feeling in this moment into a jar and send it to you. And the best way I can do that is through my content. <laughs> that way, weekly, um, you know, with this podcast or on my social media content with YouTube videos, you get that weekly dose and you get my energy through the screen, through the audio, through the video, whatever it may be, because like I said, I feel like I've woken up <laughs> and I feel like I lost this version of me so long ago, but now she's like a more elevated version of me, a more mature version of me. And I feel like I'm that girl that in 2020 that was heartbroken and recovering from that and grew from that. And then 2021, I just exploded into that next level. And then 2022, I got scared and I dialed it back and I became very uncertain, unsure. I went against what was working well because I thought it wasn't working well, but it was working well. <laughs> and that's okay because I have this version of me again, but she has all of those lessons and all of those memories. And so the intention really for this space of Let's Vibe podcast is to vibe <laughs> um, and really come together each week and bring you some interesting and dynamic topics. And, you know, it'll be about festivals or it'll be about personal development or it'll be kind of like a blend of the two because I do see the blend there. And I hope you guys are just really along for this ride. I've definitely have missed this. I also feel like the first round of podcasting, I was trying to emulate something that was not authentic to myself. I was trying to be like similar podcasts in this space, I felt like, and I felt like I hadn't found my particular voice yet. But I think by dialing back, you know, these past two years on the content I was doing for Vibe with Aid, I've really been able to get rooted in what lights me up and what excites me and what do I want to talk about? What do I want to be known for? And that vision has just become more and more clear, honestly, in the past six months. And I think this is something that every content creator will go through because when you're doing this for so long, I've been doing this since 2017, creating content, putting myself online. You're going to have those times where you have a little bit of like an ego death <laughs> in a way of like, what am I doing? What am I posting? Um, and sometimes you might have people influencing you too. I feel like I definitely had some influence, um, from other people that just clouded my vision and kind of took me off the path just a little bit. And that's okay. Um, because we're here and we're back and I'm very excited about this. Um, and if you guys ever have any like things you want to see or anything like that, feel free to just like, let me know. I'll always be pulling things in my DMS, but yeah, I'm excited to kind of bring together this blend of things that I am really passionate and talk about it with you guys and also just keep you guys posted on what's going on in my life. I feel like I've also lost a little bit of that because I stopped, you know, doing vlogs. I stopped doing YouTube as much. So now we're getting back. We're getting back into all of that. And there's definitely been some questions about that. So we'll definitely go over that in some of the life updates of things. Um... But yeah, I would love to have guests on. I want to bring some cool guests on, some of my friends, some of, you know, people that I've connected with, some people that I look up to. It's going to be really, really cool and exciting time. And I'm really just excited to bring this. So you can expect this podcast on Tuesdays. You can expect YouTube videos back on Thursdays. We're getting back into it. And I'm really, really just excited. I keep saying the word excited, but I feel like I'm getting back to myself and getting back to what I know I'm good at and what I love doing. So this is just all around good vibes and good energy. And that brings me to life updates. So I am still coaching. I am still a life coach. I am now more what I call a fulfillment life coach. So helping you create a fulfilling life um, in the view of, um, you know, 
the Vibe with Aid brand, I really do help a lot of clients from the raves and festivals and uh, that go to raves and festivals. And it really is helping them create a fulfilling life inside and outside of music festivals because we feel so amazing and so good in festivals. It's like, how can we bring that into the life that we're creating now and have you feel just as good as you do inside of a festival? So that's kind of like what I've been doing. And I feel like I lost myself in that process because I felt like I should look more professional or should be this or should be that. So I started pouring more time into the business And, you know, that maybe was not the right strategy (laughs) because a lot of my clients did come from Vibe with AIDS. So when I started pulling away that energy from over there and pouring more over there, it just it didn't really work um, because I'm still trying to, like, I guess, put myself in that authority position in the coaching space. So in the coaching space and coaching niche, it's very oversaturated. Um, whereas, you know, being in vibe with aid, there's a handful of content creators. Of course, there's a lot more now, but, um, I feel like I've put myself in a really good position in this community and with my platform. So I feel like there was just like, I I was splitting myself into two almost, and I was pulling more away from vibe with aid to build the coaching business. But now I'm seeing there's like a harmonious blend that can really happen. And, I got to witness that when I held a workshop at Electric Forest, which we will definitely get into um, with the Electric Forest recap episode. But that really showed me that there is a space for me to be that unique authority or that person that has that unique point of view of, you know, going to festivals, having an amazing time while also building the life that you dream about and knowing that you are so capable and that is so po- that it is so possible for you because it I'm because I'm living it right now and I've seen it happen with so many of my clients that have like made such amazing transformations and have been able to create the life that they love so much and so yeah we're still doing that obviously content creation's coming back and then I still do marketing freelancing on the side Um, right now it is a little bit of like a slow period of my life, which I'm fully embracing. I feel like I got super burnt out around the time that I ended this podcast was June of 2021, where I was literally working more than 40 hours because I was working on my coaching business. I had a couple freelancing clients that took up a lot of time and I was still trying to like, you know, the world was opening back up. We were going to festivals again. All of these things were happening and I just got burnt out and overwhelmed. So I just started taking more and more off of my plate and um that brought us to you know I had the end the end of 2021 that whole year was a really great year and then I experienced my first slow period as a coach and in business that it freaked me out and imposter syndrome came back in self-doubt came back in and that led to 2022 just being a year of (laughs) lost uncertainty, not confident in myself, unsure of myself, a lot of things all rooted just in confidence. And I did a whole blog post about it that I will link um, in the show notes for you guys and in the description um, just to go more into detail about what was really going on. But what really triggered it and what is the main catalyst for such a transformation this year is um, Chase and I broke up. And this is my first time like actually saying it out loud. I think I did film a vlog (laughs) like a couple weeks ago that I have to edit and post. And that I think was really my first time saying it, but it hasn't been expressed vocally. I feel like on my platforms other than, you know, a couple TikToks and stories here and there. But this happened at the end of May and I feel like at the beginning of this year, I really started to dig myself out of this hole that I was in that like no one knew I was in, not my parents, not my ex, none of my friends knew I was like really deep in this hole. They knew I was struggling, but they didn't know how much I was struggling because I like to give the facade and, you know, the idea that I'm okay, I'm good, I'm figuring it out, like we're good. When really in my head, I'm like, I'm not good. I'm not fine. I, I don't know what to do. I'm really struggling. And I started to dig myself out of that at the beginning of this year. And I really tried my best to start figuring things out. I started getting back into routines of things. Um, Chase and I went on a cruise in March. And then after that, 
um, was really just, you know, still trying to figure out my business, still trying to figure out things like the whole thing was like I was really working so hard on my business. But like <laughs> now that and now having the perspective that I do, I really just needed to work on myself <laughs> and figure out what's going on in my life. Who am I? What's the disconnect here? Because I'm seeing that now as I've done more work on myself, my vision for my business and what I need to do with my business and what do I need to do with Vibe with Aid is like, it's cleared. Like the vision's there, the path is there. And I really just needed to work on myself, <laughs> um, which we'll get you know more into. But yeah, it, I was following this path of just continuously working things out. April felt a lot more positive and then we get to May and I had my birthday, my 28th birthday. I was feeling really good about that. And then I got COVID for the third time. I hadn't had COVID in a year. And I just really felt that, okay, so I'm being like told to rest. I'm going to listen to my body and rest. And then after I got better, um, Chase came over and decided to end our relationship. And I'm going to do an episode on healing from the breakup and I have a couple questions that got submitted about that but with that I mean I will always love and care for Chase and I think that's what our breakup really was was just two people who do love and care for each other that it just was not working anymore and he was so valid in leaving and as I have reflected and have healed and processed this breakup that's where I started figuring out okay well what part did I play in this you know for his reasons of the breakup what part did I play and that led me down this path to figuring out that like my whole confidence just shattered in the past year and it really was because I was attaching my confidence to physical things, being a successful business owner, being a growing content creator, all of these accomplishments, these achievements, looking like my life was put together gave me confidence. And when he left, it just kind of like sent me on this spiral to figuring out, okay, what's really going on here? And I'm so grateful for him in so many ways and I will always be grateful for him because we got each other through some of the craziest times in the world. We started dating in 2020 so you guys can imagine all of the things that we have been through and I think I view that as we were meant to be together for that time and this next chapter of growth for both of us I think it just means we won't get to be there for each other. Um, there's no hate. There's no tea. There's no animosity or anything like that. I'll never hold any of that towards my exes. That just doesn't feel good to me. But it really just opened my eyes up to what was really going on because I was holding so tightly to this relationship. I was holding on. And then when he left, I was like, all right, I have nothing else to lose, you know, I was really just like, I have nothing else to lose. So it's time to just like figure out what the fuck is going on, Aid. Like, what have we been pushing under the rug, sweeping under the rug? And all of those things that I mentioned last year, when I think about it, led to some of the problems that we had in our relationship, which I'm not really ever going to get into those things. I definitely have learned and seen, okay, this is what... I could have done better in the relationship and this is also what I could have asked for more in the relationship and also just learning what I actually deserve and need in a relationship and sometimes we need those breakups to show that show us that and I'm at a place right now where I'm so grateful for it because the past two months have been so healing and what I needed and the path I was going down, like I was downward spiraling down this drain, it felt like. Like I said, I felt like I was digging myself out of this hole. And this breakup gave me that opportunity to be like, we're going to build a ladder and we're going to climb out of this hole and we're going to start back up and have this upward trajectory going again. And that's where I feel like I'm at right now. I feel like I woke up again. I, I'll keep on saying that, but I really do feel like I woke up from a dream and now we're here, but I have all of those memories and those lessons of what happened so it doesn't happen again. And what I feel like really just happened was a sense of losing myself. And 
a lot of people pleasing and a lot of forcing myself into boxes of what I should be doing or should look like or should be acting. And this whole healing experience has really just been radical acceptance of myself and embracing my authenticity and embracing myself again and not being afraid to show that and I think I've taken the really great steps of starting to show that online because I also I hid the breakup from social media for a while um I just didn't want to deal with it my previous breakup before that was in 2020 as well at the beginning of the year and I immediately posted and immediately let people know and I'm like I just don't feel like doing that so I also was very attentive to the fact that Chase did not have an online platform or persona like I mean he has social media pages right but I just didn't want him to get that attention either and I didn't want people like being like what's going on so the moment I started putting it out there was before Electric Forest and it's like hey I'm okay this happened and we're moving forward basically because again I just didn't want any of that and I also felt like I deserve I also felt like, yes, I was receiving a lot of love and support, but I also wanted to make sure that that was also going to get sent his way because he's also human and going through his own journey and he's just figuring things out too. And I think that's one of the things that I'm going to talk about in the breakup episode is just recognizing that we're all humans and we're all just figuring it out. Everything does happen for a reason. This has happened for a reason. And I fully believe it's because I needed to get back to myself and I needed to work on some of these things that I lost touch with and yeah I've been having a hot healing girl summer and it's been really great electric forest was amazing and I'm really getting back to uh, you know my rituals and practices I'm waking up at 6 a.m I'm working out I'm doing yoga journaling all of these things that are filling my cup up so much And I also am balancing work and life a lot better because of all of this time I've had off. It's been really nice um, to just, you know, work minimally and do the bare minimum and then go and do things that heal me or go outside or go for walks or connect with friends. Um, And I'm really grateful for that because this is what life should be like, not being at a desk for 10 hours, 12 hours, you know. I get the entrepreneurial spirit is sometimes having to do those grinding moments, but it's summer. I want to go outside. I want to live my life. I want to meet people, do these things. So I've been pushing myself out there more and more. I tend to be a hermit sometimes, which a whole other tangent we're going to go on is human design sometimes. Um, So that will be coming soon. But one part of my profile in human design is being a hermit. (laughs) And it's definitely true. I love my alone time. And even when, you know, this breakup happened, I was like, well, it's just me, myself and I, which I'm used to because I live alone and I love being alone and I'm an only child. So like, it's okay. You know what I mean? But we've been having a nice balance of, you know, going out and doing things and then also spending time with friends, um, going to different events. Like I went to an all singles boat party, <laughs> which was fun, but it was just like, what am I doing? You know what I mean? But I'm in my yes era. I'm in my doing it for the plot era. And yeah, the rest of the summer is going to be great. I'm going to Denver in a couple weeks. Um, I'm also going to Electric Zoo now, which I'm going to do a whole YouTube video about. Um, but I've never been to Electric Zoo, so we're doing that for the first time. Um, and yeah, I'm just really excited for what's to come and getting back to going to festivals, going back out, going to shows. Like, it just feels really, really good. And I have a note on my phone of like things to look forward to as just like reminders that like, I am doing what I need to do and there's so many things to be excited about and like the work will always be there. We will always be doing the work in terms of healing and also like the career work, you know what I mean? But life really can be so fun and exciting and beautiful and like you have to go out there and live it. You know, you have to go out there and embrace it. And even if life does not look like how you want it to look like right now, I encourage you to find the gratitude where you can and be grateful for the things you have and be grateful for what's in front of you. Because if you're not grateful for what's in front of you, how can you expect more to come in? And I think that's what I've lost. I I lost that. And ever since I've been getting back into all of these practices and things, I've been getting more and more blessings coming in. I've been getting so many signs and synchronicities happening that 
it just feels like I'm on the right path and it feels really, really good. I think that's good enough for the life updates for now. <laughs> it's definitely been a journey, but everyone has definitely noticed in my energy that I am glowing and I definitely feel that glow and I have been so grateful for all of the support that I've received and I've just been in like full receival mode of all of that. So whether you've DM'd me or reached out to me or checked in, I just so appreciate it. And especially if you went to Electric Forest and said hi to me and also went to the intention setting workshop, which was just like a huge moment for me. Um, I just want to say thank you for all of that because I the love that I've received and that has been sent to me and the support like just means everything to me. And I didn't think I was going to start getting emotional, but um, as someone that gives their love out a lot to everyone else um, and always is there, you know, for everyone else before she's there for herself, um, which I'm getting better about, but um, it just was really everything to get that back. Um, and like, I'm just really grateful to get that back and to have that in the form of like from friends and followers and like all of those things that even if I lost someone that, you know, I really loved and cared about, you know, and there will always be love there. But um, it's really nice to get that love back. And that's one of the beautiful things about breakup sometimes is that you do get to see love in different forms and that get brought back to you and like my three really good best friends that you guys know like Danita, Lester, and Ryan like I really would not have gotten by um it's gonna be two months this week um since the breakup but like I really would not have gotten by if it weren't for them and my friend Brenda and like um and then you guys you know like it was really hard not talking about it on social media but I knew it was the right thing to do but um, ever since then, you guys have just been giving so much more love and support and it's just very nice and validating and it just continues to confirm that I need to keep going and I need to keep doing this. And like, I had a whole conversation with my parents and my dad basically laid out the plan of like, you just got to get back to yourself. You need to go to festivals. Like how cool is that that I have a dad that is like, you need to go back to festivals. Like you need to go, go to festivals start posting about your life again, start posting about your festivals and like all of the good things are going to start coming back because that's what was working. And literally like I start, I started going to festivals. I started vibe with aid and just this crazy amount of like abundance of so many things just came from me starting this platform and this next evolution and this next like iteration, this next chapter, this next era is just going to be even more amazing. And uh, this is the start of that. So you guys are in the witnessing of it, you know, which is really cool. And to my OGs, like you guys know, we have been through a lot. Um, and it's all, it was all happening for a reason. And it's because I'm sitting here and I get to talk about it. So, okay. Tears have dried up. I cannot ruin my makeup. This is the first thing I'm filming today. <laughs> I needed to not get emotional. Um, but yeah, all of the things about electric forest all of that that will be the next episode and then I think after that we'll be doing a breakup episode so I'll also be taking questions um so if you need any breakup support that will be the time to do it because it is definitely breakup season everyone is breaking up <laughs> we also have venus retrograde happening which for my astrology girlies like you know this is definitely also a period of potential breakups and whatnot but I think a lot of people are just waking up to what they need and what they really want and what they really value it, whether it be in relationships or love. And, you know, it's okay, right? To realize like, okay, this might not be the partner for me. I know for my ex, it probably took a lot out of him to make this decision. And I fully respect that, you know, um, we were together for a long time and, you know, it's just one of those things where it just didn't work out and that's okay. That's the mindset I keep having with it. Um, so let's get into your guys' questions. First question, how are you doing? <laughs> and also, how are you really doing? Honestly, I am doing great. I'm doing good. Um, every day feels like a beautiful gift. And I have this kind of thought of like, what will I get to do today? You know, and I feel like I am on the cusp of something that I just don't know quite yet what it is but it is this like chapter that we are beginning together 
And I'm not quite sure what's on the other side of it, but I'm really excited about it. And I think by continuing to put myself out there, there's a lot of good things that can come from it. So I'm being hopeful. I'm being excited. Um, My coaching girlies know there's this app that I won't shut up about. It's called How We Feel app. Um, It's one of my favorite things. It's a free app that was built by a nonprofit And what the app does is you basically can, you know, check in with yourself and figure out like, how are you feeling other than just good? Okay, fine. It allows you to develop a little bit more emotional intelligence. So I feel energized. Let's go for that. I feel like I'm really energized and excited. I'll keep saying excited, but I'm working on so many different cool things, whether it be personal development wise or in coaching or vibe with aid. I have a lot of ideas that I'm going to finally start putting into motion that I'm just really excited about. And if you're listening to this, uh, today's August 1st um, with this podcast coming out and I just put out my first mix in two years. So this week is a lot of first um, of coming back to things and whatnot. So definitely go give that mix a listen. It definitely encapsulates the past two years. Um, I'm calling it Catch a Vibe uh, 5, and this is the rebirth uh, mix. So that's kind of how I've been viewing this whole period of time is that it's been a rebirth process. And I'm back and I'm here, you know. So um, the next question, I think my friend Cammie submitted this one. She said, what is the most impactful thing you've learned about yourself in the past six months? <sighs> what first comes to mind is to never lose sight of yourself and to never lose that relationship you have with yourself and that you should never have to change anything about yourself in order to be accepted and to be loved. Um, I feel like I said, I feel like I was changing myself into who I thought I should be and into what other people thought I should be. And that's just not the way I have to radically accept myself and it's not like I'm a bad person you know what I mean (laughs) of course there's some things I want to improve and change upon but I've really learned that like I am an awesome person (laughs) like I really am I I feel like I have a lot of things together and I accept myself wholeheartedly I love myself wholeheartedly I've really worked my butt off to get to this place and I'm gonna just say I am an awesome person I'm a good person my heart has the best of intentions all of the time and I try to treat everyone with kindness and love and respect and I was talking to another friend about this is that my whole mindset is just doing things with love because I used to do things out of hate like hating myself and not loving myself and I used to do things out of fear the fear of not being successful the fear of not being good enough so I've really tried to change that mindset and it's really hard to do things with love and to do things through love and to be love and just like embody that. And yeah, so needless to say, like just to never lose that relationship with yourself and the relationship you have with yourself is a daily habit that you should be pouring into, whether it's journaling or whether it's moving your body, like you are at the core of your little universe here. And it's important to make sure that you are taking care of yourself and that you are good and that you are not changing for anybody, you know? Um, I think that's just so, so important. And that's definitely something that I learned to keep going and to keep doing. Next question, which I totally forgot I haven't talked about. Um, This person asked, do you ever plan on drinking again? And how has being sober impacted your life? Yeah, you guys, I haven't drank alcohol in a year and a month. My last sip of alcohol was at Electric Forest 2022 on the very last day. Um, Some of you guys know we witnessed a pretty scary medical emergency on that last day. And my ex and I, we got, you know, a drink afterwards just to take the edge off. And that was my very last drink I had. Um, I had a two-day hangover in May. This was before my 27th birthday. And I just was like, you know what? I don't like this feeling anymore. 
So between May and June of last year, I was just doing the little like one drink here, one drink there. And I still was kind of tuning in that even when I had a drink, I would still get like light headache or I would still have some slight anxiety going on. And because of the work I do as a coach, it just did not feel like I was being in service to myself and to my clients. If I'm not at like the tippy top of my game, you know what I mean? So I felt like alcohol really like took that away and didn't allow me to be the leader that I wanted to be. And so I have now continued that. I am going to continue it. I have no plans on drinking ever again, really, at this point. We'll see if things change, but I have learned a lot. This will also be a whole other podcast episode, but I really learned a lot in my time of not drinking. And this also comes with that radical acceptance of yourself that I have just fully embraced who I am sober and I love myself, you know, sober. I used to drink to be someone that I wasn't, to be more outgoing, to be more social. And I've just really accepted that. I am social and I can be fun and I can, you know, put myself out there, but I don't need to be the loudest person in the room or the most bubbly or like, you know, dancing all over the place in the room. You know, there's some people that are like that and that's totally them, but that's not really me at my core, if that makes sense. And I've just learned to accept that and I still go to shows. I still go out with friends. I don't really go out to like the bar scene really in Austin anymore. I would if there was like a special occasion, but I know I could handle it. Even that boat party that I went on a couple weeks ago, it was like open bar and, you know, we still could bring our own stuff. So I brought little mocktails and all of that and I was chilling and I get to, you know, have amazing weekends. I woke up at 430 in the morning on a Saturday this past weekend Like I could not do that if I was hungover. And if I did, I would be having a pounding headache. You know what I mean? So yeah, I really have no plans to drink really ever again. And I feel like being sober has really just allowed me to be more in touch with myself, be more in tune with myself, to be a a better leader um, for the people that I serve. And I was talking to this with another friend that, you know, it just allows me to have this better connection with like source and God and the universe because it's not blocked, I feel like in any way. And that allows me to become like a clear channel for whatever I am doing content wise or serving wise. Like sometimes in coaching calls, my friend Maddie Maple, who's also a coach, she talked about this on our podcast that like, She'll sometimes say things in her coaching calls and she'll be like, oh, like that was interesting. Like, I don't know where that came from. And that happens to me all the time, whether I'm talking on a podcast or whether I'm talking with a friend or talking in a coaching call, like something will just come through me. And it's almost as if like God or the universe sent that message through me to whoever needed it, Um, which I know sounds crazy, but that's like kind of where I feel like that mental clarity and that connection with spirituality just has become more and more clear because it doesn't have this toxin going around in my energy in my aura or in my head really so um yeah it's definitely been the best choice I've ever made and it's been super cool to also kind of be that role model to others that you definitely can go without alcohol and it's a ripple effect right when one person does it then it instills another one we're seeing a huge movement happen right now with it Um, so yeah, it's definitely been one of the best things I could have done for myself. And I used to quit alcohol on and off so many times. So I'm really proud of myself that I've been able to stick with it. And also I've had some really challenging life things happen this year to where, of course, I could have gone in my fridge and grabbed a beatbox and just, you know, gone for it. But I've decided to stay true to myself. And yeah, I do have a bunch of beatbox in my fridge still because I was creating content for them, um, which we're on a little bit of a pause right now. But yeah, I still have a bunch of beatbox in my fridge. And like, I could have gone and opened it at any point, but I'm just still choosing not to. Um, next question is, how are you doing with your most recent breakup? Any lessons you learned? You look like you're glowing now and in, in a good place. Yeah, we'll do 
I'm going to be doing another episode on my coaching podcast, which I forgot to mention. I do have a coaching podcast. It's called Fulfillment Era Podcast. Um, That one's going to be more of like solely personal development and like life tips and things. Whereas this is like the blend of like festival and community and raving music all of that with a touch of that so it's like a little sprinkle you know what I mean so I'm gonna do a whole episode on how to heal from your breakup but honestly I feel like I'm doing great and I think it's because I really took that first month which was from the end of May until Electric Forest and I really focused every day on my healing which breakups are just like a mindset game like it really is you against you (laughs) because my thoughts were just going all over the place the conversations I was having literally with myself because I was in no contact with my ex like my ex was still having power over me in a way and I was letting him have power over me even if we weren't in contact and it was because of all of the thoughts that were going on in here so I did a lot of journaling I went back to therapy I um even recorded podcasts that you guys will never see the light of day just to like talk it out because sometimes it helps to talk it out I got Reiki energy work done like I did a lot in that month just to like get myself to a good place to go to Electric Forest and I really got myself to a good place and I feel like Electric Forest really just kind of like perfectly closed off that first month of healing and then this month like has been smooth sailing like I I get triggered every now and then from just like memories or thoughts but even when we initially broke up you know the first period the first like initial hurt there were tears about him but then the most recent and even after the first month it's really been more so tears of just like grief I think and also just grieving the person I was grieving the relationship and then also just like grieving the fact that I deserved better (laughs) and deserved more maybe is the right word Um, which has been helpful just to know what I need for that next partnership and relationship. But yeah, I I definitely feel like I'm glowing. I definitely feel like I'm in a good place. We are very happy. Um, And now I'm just focusing, you know, there's that one reel I posted of like right now my focus is peace and happiness because I deserve that. So I'm doing anything that can help with my peace and anything that helps with my happiness. And, you know, I'm a fulfillment coach. So like I see happiness and fulfillment kind of in the same vein there. Um... This next question, (laughs) this one's going to be a loaded one. Um, I have so many questions because I'm curious about why did you want to quit raving? Why did you feel that you couldn't do your job inside the rave community? How do you survive festival sober? And why do you want to make rave content again? So let's break this down. Um, The first question being, why did you want to quit raving? And I did not want to quit raving. Um... I think that got taken a little bit out of context from I don't know where, but I never wanted to quit raving. I'll be very clear about that. I always wanted to keep raving and going to festivals. What I will say is that I was making a lot of compromises in my relationship to not be going to as many festivals, but I still wanted to go to them. And I think that's where an identity crisis kind of happened because I've built this platform and who am I if I'm not going to as many festivals? What do I want to create if I'm not going to as many festivals? And also the landscape that we're in now, like almost everyone's a rave TikToker. (laughs) I'm I'm kidding, but like almost everyone is a rave content creator, a festival content creator, which is so amazing. I'm so happy to see it. But then it's like, okay, where do I fit into this landscape now if I'm not going to 10 festivals in a year? So I did dial it back and I did agree to not go to as many festivals as I used to go to 2019 I think I went to 10 12 festivals maybe so I knew like okay yeah that's not sustainable that's not feasible so like we'll dial it back and we'll compromise on how many we go to which I was happy to do in my relationship um because that's just what you do in a relationship have this conflict of like well what do I create and if you look at my content in the past year I feel like I want to delete it all. Like, I feel like I just want to archive it all because it's just not resonating for me anymore. But I will say that getting to the point of my rave content creating journey, what I was posting in 2022, when I was what I was posting when I was 22 versus 28, like, I just don't 
resonate the same anymore. I can only tell you guys so much how to stay hydrated, <laughs> like, or what's the best hydration backpack? What are the best earplugs? Like, I could only say that so many different ways, so many different times to where it just gets like redundant, which of course it's helpful to like be helping the new B ravers. But like the great thing about YouTube is that content lives there forever. So a lot of people still find my content that way. Same thing with my blog. A lot of people still find that content that way. And so I was trying to figure out like, okay, well, if I'm not doing that, then what am I doing? You know, so I went more of like a music route. I still love posting about music. And then that's where I just really see my content being what it's going to be now, which is like, how can we blend personal development and taking care of yourself with going to festivals? I just feel like that's my next level. And I know some of the newer people that have followed me have been really enjoying it because they're getting different types of tips than what they already know. Or they're thinking about other things like how to set intentions before a festival and things like that. And so I just wanted to clear that that I was never going to quit raving. And that's one of the things that I expressed to my partner is that music has always been a part of my life and music will always be a part of my life. Like no matter what, like music has just always been a constant in my life since I was five four, three, you know, my earliest memories is my dad playing VH1 top music videos of the week or MTV, whichever one it was. Um, that's my earliest memory. My mom would wake us up to clean the house and like music would just be playing. You know, I played piano, guitar, singing lessons. Uh, I did that instead of sports. And then I discovered raves and festivals while I was in college. And there was just something about it that I just wanted to start providing tips for it. So I think it was more so like, how do I not go to as many festivals, but still put out that content, which I think as we get older, you know, you have to find that balance of, right? And I also feel like my taste in festivals has changed because I just don't see myself going to, you know, a lot of the SoCal ravers, they're very blessed, but they go to all of those events and they're doing content around all of those events. But like, I just don't see myself going to like a lot of the insomniac ones anymore. Um, except for like, I'll go to EDC just because it is a fun little bender weekend. And of course I love electric forest, but I'm trying to figure out, okay, what other festivals do I want to be going to and to create content for electric zoo? I've heard some iffy things about that festival. So I kind of want to go and see it for myself and be able to report back on it and then maybe provide tips for it. Seismic dance event, you guys know, is right here in Austin. I absolutely love that festival. So I will be going to it (laughs) as long as I live here. And even then I probably would still go. I would love to go to movement. I would love to go to lightning in a bottle, envision in Costa Rica. And then there's like a whole international landscape that I have not touched (laughs) that I would love to go to. So I think I was really just trying to compromise in my relationship and really figure out, okay, how can this work while also knowing I have this platform that I've poured so much hard work into that I want to keep going. Um, So then the next question is, why did you feel you couldn't do your job inside the rave community? Honestly, that was just a lot of conditioning of like, oh, I'm a coach. I should look this way or I should look that way. Like, it was just like a silly little like belief or something like that. I don't know where I got that from, to be honest, but I'm looking at like, you know, some of the other coaches in the rave and festival community, Maddie Maple being one of them. And she just like authentically expresses herself that she loves to, you know, work on her life, but then she also loves to go to festivals. And I think that's where I'm shifting back into again, because um, her and I had this whole conversation of like, you know, like I want to see a program of like, get your shit together with aid because like that just that just feels like you and I'm like you know what you're right you know so um I think it was just a belief that I felt like I had to portray this certain image I think honestly it could have came from my parents um but yeah I felt like I just had to look a certain way so it wasn't that I couldn't do my job also like content creating as a job right now is not bringing in really any income. It's very hard to do it as a Raven Festival content creator, which I've talked about a lot of times compared to lifestyle and fitness. And like, it's very hard to make a full-time income just from content creating. So that's where it's like, okay, I have to pour my time into what is going to potentially like help make an income, which was coaching and also my marketing freelancing. And so that took away vibe with aid time when I'm looking at it right so now 
they're working hand in hand. It's going to be fine. It's going to be great. And it's not even really about the money. It's just like, obviously, I have to keep a roof over my head. <laughs> so I, I try to do the best I can um, to balance that. But it's not about making like the most amount of money ever, which I feel like sometimes you fall into that trap when you become a coach. But it's like, I just want to live a comfortable life. I want to be able to pay my bills and whatnot. And if that's because I get to, you know, help people with their lives, like, great. Um, I mean, it's also like I do have other income streams and everything too. So it's not just, you know, the coaching. Um, so that's where I feel like, yeah, I just put myself into this weird pigeonholed box and it just was not good. And now we're stepping out of that. Next question is, how do you survive at Festival Sober? Yeah, we're going to do a whole debrief on this, but I really feel like anyone can get by if you just eat enough food, drink enough water, take breaks. And then, yes, I do drink caffeine <laughs> because I do go to bed at 10 p.m. I'm also very sensitive to caffeine. Like I really only drink tea during the week. Um, and so, you know, a little Alani New, a little Red Bull, like Celsius packets, things like that can be really helpful for me. Um, I feel like that tends to really help me get through a festival, but it doesn't really feel like this hard thing to get through. I've found that once you do one festival sober, you realize how easy it is and then you pick up more like tips and tricks and things and then you can keep going to more and more festival sober. Um, and then the last question is, but like I said, we're going to do a whole episode on that. So we'll definitely talk about it more. Um, why do you want to make rave content again? So I think it really was finding what is my unique kind of like position? What is my unique voice that I want to bring into the festival and rave community? Because again, I can only say so many times the top 10 things you need to bring to a festival. Like a lot of the newbie creators that are coming into the space, they've been sharing a lot of content like that. And that's great. They can keep doing that. But it's like, okay, what else do I want to provide value in? And what else do I want to do? And it really will be rave and festivals, but also like taking some of those principles and things inside of this community and like integrating it into your life and also creating your life, your life just like a festival. That way you feel really good and excited about your life. Like I love going to festivals, but then I get really excited to come home and to get back into my routines and to make progress on some of my goals and things like that. So that's my hope to share is this nice blend of things. But next question is, would love to hear more about your story as a creator in the EDM community. How has the space changed and how have you slash haven't changed with it? Oh, mm. so I've been creating content. I feel like old person. Um, I'm just kidding. Um, I started creating in 2017 and I started creating because I went to Coachella and EDC, these really big festivals. And I felt like I was not prepared for them. And I wanted to start putting my experiences out there and my tips out there and things like that. I feel like I've done an episode on this, but maybe we'll do an, an updated one. Um, cause yeah, we've definitely gone through our thing. And I feel like when I was putting content out, I had this fear that I needed to put things out in order to grow. And I think that's what's changed now is my mindset is that I don't need to post every single day in order to grow. And I really would rather take my time to put out something that I really love rather than just rushing a post out just to have a post out. And that's kind of like the games that algorithms play with you is that you need to be consistent, which like, yeah, you do to a degree. But I think that's what gets you trapped in a cycle of just creating just to create rather than creating through love and creating because you love to do it and you want to put this out. You know what I mean? So I feel like I've changed a lot as a creator because I went from doing it out of fear of not staying relevant or doing it out of fear of not growing. It's also hard because I have a marketing background, so I, I try to like balance out the technical aspects of things of like you need to post every day at the same time in order to grow, blah, blah, blah. Like that's just like the marketing side of me. But then I started like recognizing that like taking breaks from social media is good and that my pages will still grow even then. Um, I've also learned just little hacks and things that like I don't need to be doing hashtags and like you know when you collaborate with people that helps a lot more than just you know relying on hashtags or like engagement groups or whatever. Um, I feel like the space has changed a lot being that it's very hard to decipher or to 
filter out what creators are in this for actual gain of providing and serving people or if they're in the festival creating space for financial or brand deals or opportunities because my mindset has always been being of service like I mentioned this uh, space is not very lucrative <laughs> sometimes and maybe I just don't know how to monetize myself right but that's never been my goal like even if you go to my blog on my website I don't have any ads on there I just don't want that to ruin like the flow of the site I hate going to a website and there's just a bunch of ads on it so even that blog I've kept like that you know the only money I make is from YouTube and from affiliate links and, you know, brand deals, which I have gotten very minimal the past three years. <laughs> and so I think that's been very interesting is that when I have seen certain creators on my For You page or on Instagram, I can gauge just purely off of energy and the vibe of their page, whether their intentions are true or not. You know what I mean? Um, it's definitely something I've noticed and it's definitely something that we could do a whole podcast episode on, you know, and you know, there's even people bringing ring lights to festivals and things like that. And I'm just like, you got to do what you got to do. But like, really the ring light, <laughs> there's so many other things you could do to provide light, but you have to bring a whole ass ring light. You know what I mean? You know, that's just one of those things where I'm like, I'm just going to let them do what they got to do. But yeah, that's it. That's definitely a change. Right. And then we've also seen it where like, you know, people are going to the Brooklyn Mirage just to get their little like TikTok clips and stuff like that. So that's definitely where I've seen a change is that I think people view the EDM community and the raves and festivals as like a niche that you can grow in. And so they start creating content because, you know, if you post a head banging video to like excision or like subtronics like that could get a lot of views or if you post a fred again clip you know that will get a lot of views so it's definitely interesting seeing that my camera shut off so she uh she's telling me to wrap this up because we're overheating already and we're an hour in so yeah i feel like it's changed a lot i feel like i've changed and my mindset has changed um, it'll be interesting to see, but yeah, I've definitely noticed a shift, but we could, again, this is a really great episode topic to talk about because I have a lot of thoughts to say, <laughs> but that's like at the core of it, my thoughts on it. And then these other two ones were little fun festival questions. Someone asked, do you prefer going to festivals with established friends, new people, or a mix of both? And I really thought about this. And every time I go to a festival, it's with my friends and like established friends and sometimes we'll have the occasional like new person, which is great. I definitely prefer going with my friends like Ray fam and everything. And it's really just because we know our shit. Like we know what we're doing. We know what to bring. We know what to pack. Like we we don't really need to take care of each other. You know what I mean? And I think that's really nice just to know that we all have it together. And then it's nice when we do have the occasional like newbie, new person, whatever, kind of into the group too. Like sometimes people will bring coworkers or friends that have never been to this festival. But to some degree, they they know what they're doing too. So it's not a matter that we don't want to take care of people. It's just nice that like we all know what we're doing and it's kind of like we get to have a good time together. You know what I mean? Um, but it's always fun when you go to like festivals with like new groups of people and things like that. I feel like I did that a lot earlier in like my raving days, um, you know, and I've have like such a blend of like rave families now. Like I have like people from college and then I have like my like Austin little rave fam and then I have like my extended rave fams that are like all spread out that we like all meet at a festival together and like stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I feel like it's more so I do stick with like the established people. Um, but then sometimes, you know, we have the mixing of groups and things like that, which can always be fun. Um, favorite ways to give at festivals. Um, I would say this is a fun little one to end on. Um, I always give finger puppets. Lately, my thing has been affirmation cards and like messages and things like that. I feel like that's like my favorite way to give. Um, I'm trying to think what else I brought to Electro Forest. I really was finger puppets and affirmation cards. Like, I don't know, something about giving someone like a little message or an affirmation has been really fun for me. And I think that's something I'm going to continue. Even at the intention setting workshop, we did like a whole bowl of um, messages for people to grab. We made 300 and all of them were gone. 
Um, so yeah, I, I think I love giving people like little reminders and like things like that. Um, I still have candy. I still trade candy. I don't make candy really anymore, but finger puppets and affirmation cards have definitely been my jam. Okay. We made it an hour. Oh my goodness, you guys. Well, like I said, this is the start of an era. I'm so happy to be back and to be doing this. Expect weekly Tuesday podcasts. We're going to see how this goes. But this felt really good and healing to do. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Um, I'm really excited to be back. You know, the next couple of episodes we have planned out um, Electric Forest recap, talking about the breakups in the rave scene, talking about um, raving sober without alcohol, all of those things. Um, so yeah, if you have any questions, definitely let me know. I'll be posting. There's like a Google form link that'll be in the show notes where you can submit a question at any point. Um, you can also submit episode requests and things like that, but okay. Thank you so much for tuning in and vibing with me. We've had some technical difficulties, but we're going to figure it out for the next ones. I love you guys. And I will see you guys in the next one. Stay vibey. Bye. Thank you.